0: Aloha and welcome to digital nomates the no fluff podcast where we reveal the reality of working remotely one, two, three, four. joining me on today's show is Fraser James who at university landed his dream job as a creative with an advertising agency creating awesome campaigns for wicked brands however Fraser realized these brands are paying huge amounts of money for campaigns that took a long time to deliver with a lot of people working on them with the democratization of camera gear and travel being so accessible Fraser quit his job and has been producing amazing content around the world ever since we go back a long long way which is which is fairly rare I think it's easy these days to lose touch with people
1: it is yeah definitely at school together and then you've already lost touch for a few years and then somehow we found ourselves in similar situations
0: <laughs> yeah reconnecting which which i think is a nice thing to do because one of the yeah, the crazy things i guess with when you are a creative or you're wanting to do something creative is you you need a network of people around you to support and offer advice yeah. and any kind of thing so that's been awesome man so i, I want to say a huge thank you for everything you have supported me with and, and helped with. and I'm, I'm looking forward to a few projects we've got on the horizon
1: i'm touched oh no, I'm, me too me too
0: um, so one of the things that I think is cool to get across is you obviously, you, you, you've gone from advertising, which is a you know, built-up industry where mm-hmm. you can be as supposedly creative as you want, and now you're producing your own incredible content around the world. Yeah. Why, why did you leave advertising?
1: Oh, well, no, it's, uh, it's interesting because you know, three years ago, that was my dream job working uh, in the big advertising agency, getting involved in all the creative work. And like, it was amazing whilst it lasted, but I kind of fell out of of love with it a bit because to me, it was like, I've been working for a lot of years to get into that position. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you get there and, you know, I was junior, I just started out, but you're kind of treated as such. And I wasn't given space for my own projects. And I'm like, I have all this stuff to offer.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's not being used, so I kind of saw an opportunity to go and do this on my own, and took it, and haven't really looked back since. So,
0: which is nice, right? But there must be a ton of people who are in the same same boat. I think as a generation, we're desperate for um, kind of short short term results, like very rapid results. And maybe we are, maybe we are more creative. Maybe we're not more creative than generations ahead of us, but you know, the stuff that you do to try and get a job. Cause I was similar. I actually explored advertising for a little bit and yeah. I found the exact same result was I wanted to do so much, but yeah, that wasn't the opportunity. It's just, you have to slide into the totally, business, like, which I which think, how, how it's how the business operates, but.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And it, it, it's a, it's an old business, which is what you kind of forget. And not, I don't mean in terms of like the people that are in it, but you know, it's been going on for, you know, as long as we can remember products have been marketed. Yeah. And the people who are above you have done the time to get to where they are, and rightly so. They deserve to be where they are. And they're not just gonna like roll over and let you take their place. So
0: (laughs) So I think the only thing you can do is just crack on and do your own thing, which do now, which is an amazing place to be. I mean, I imagine five years ago probably very tricky to just crack on and do your own thing, but you you, you recently got a new lens and you've got all the equipment and is that due to the cost of it going down?
1: Well, yeah, I think um, the democratization of like camera gear has been such a like opening door for content creators now. You know, this time, 10 years ago, it would not have been possible in the slightest way for you to go out on your own and make films. You needed a production company, you needed all of their gear, all of their investment, all of these guys, sound guys, everything. But now I can fit everything I have in a backpack you know, and spend maybe 10 grand over a couple of years accumulating this gear. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of more manageable in that way. And it's possible now.
0: Yeah, that's the amazing, because I, I mean, your your Instagram account and, you know, website, Vimeo, like some of the content that you shoot is unbelievable. And you, you just don't think right. it's possible for one person to do it. That That's the thing that always amazes me, because mm-hmm. I think, a lot of these productions, you know, I think traditional advertising is done on, you know, television, print, billboards and everything. And uh, the time it takes to put these things together is a long time. Whereas your project turnover must be pretty fast.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, so for exa- like the Azores that I shot recently was, um, I was out there for a month and a month later I delivered the whole project. You know, yeah. that's just not possible when you've got, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 stakeholders working on this thing, <laughs> you know, things take a year, take two years, or they we're talking about the Christmas campaign in January. Yeah. You know, this is a much more immediate time we live in, and I just think the models need to change to reflect that, and that's why people like me can do what we're doing, because the models aren't changing at all, so.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fascinating shift from brands having to link and create contracts with agencies to now having the immediate, wow, we need to do that, we need to react to this market changer. And this yeah. is the platform that we need to express ourselves on. Like what what are the major platforms that brands I guess are optimizing in this remote existence we live in?
1: Well it's crazy, cause Instagram is the big thing right now. It really is. I mean you see a lot of people moving into YouTube, but you can still ask, you know, a traditional ad agency or production agency to create you. A video but kind of Instagram in a way is almost below them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you create a little bit of content, you know, that you can't charge enough for that content to make it viable which you run your agency. So um so yeah Instagram is huge and just the value that companies and brands are now putting on followings is insane. I mean it's something that holds me back in my career because I've only really just started. Um, yeah. but if I had two hundred fifty thousand followers Securing brand deals is so easy. It's so so easy. You know, I'm really? in conversations every single day with brands, and you know, travel agencies and um tourist boards and things. And the first thing they
0: want to know is, what is your reach? Is is that really is is that the first question they ask? How many people yeah, follow if you? I, if
1: I had a pound for every brand deal I've lost because of reach, <laughs> oh I'm, no, I'm rich right now. But um,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's but a big that, thing. Is, is there any way to, and what's the, the mode to increasing that followership? Is there loopholes? Is there? Is it simply just, you know, I had Melody Coleman, who's the founder of Body Project on the show yesterday, mm-hmm. talking about um, she's in personal training and, you know, remote training and how a lot of folks on Instagram potentially flaunt their bodily assets, let's call them.
1: Yeah.
0: Assets. Uh, <laughs> to... To get followers. Is, is is that the way to do it or, or is there another way that, that we're missing?
1: I think that is one one side of the coin. And the other side is like Instagram is a real hive of creativity right now. And there's guys and girls out there who are just so creative and so talented. And it's consistently good content that builds audiences. Like if you go onto a page and you see something, you'll give them a follow if they're posting this consistently and so you can expect to see it once a day, once every other day. Um, and that's kind of where I really want to improve, being more consistent with my content. Okay. I, I mean, my my quality is consistent, but in terms of timing, like you literally, it's so every single day, twice a day, whatever you can manage, Yeah. and to have that, you need to have like serious scheduling <laughs> set up. <so. laughs>
0: yeah, and the other, because this comes back to, I guess for me is, you know, some people do depict this lifestyle that comes with,
1: Oh, yeah. Being
0: remote, I, I I really want to get into it because you are a professional content creator. Right, You create content for brands yourself yeah. and a lot of people falsify that uh, their their own personal brand, like the personal brand is a huge thing, yeah. has been since probably Casey Neistat jumped on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you feel about people potentially filtering their real life into a beautiful Instagram portfolio.
1: I mean, I would love to think right now that we've all moved on and we're all smart enough to realize that life is not like that. But honestly, I'm, I've been so surprised, even me, like I'm, I'm small time for now. And uh, for, now.
0: for now, yeah, let's, let's definitely emphasize that.
1: But honestly, man, the messages I would get where they're saying, you know, how do I do what you do? Like, what can I do? How can I improve? Please check me out. I like plug me and do this. I'm like, I'm small time <laughs> and, yeah. they, and people think I'm living this like perfect life. And it is just not like that at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there are days when I'm like, Oh, my job is really, really cool. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. Um, But the reality of it is like, even in paradise or like on a white sand beach, you still have problems and yeah, they're the same I, anywhere in the world.
0: Yeah. I think I, I guess access to these places is is opening things up a lot and mm. typically people live a routine that's created by society so therefore when someone breaks that mold and posts something shocking like one of my favorite books is the shock of the new by Robert Hughes it's all yeah. about art but it can be totally applied to the real world scenario so if you pop open your device you know you see the pictures beneath glass of the most shocking scenes that you wouldn't experience at 10 a.m. in an office. You see mm-hmm. someone on, a, on an island. You just your yeah. body reacts <laughs> like as humans. I just don't think we are built to digest all this information.
1: No, I think you're totally right, and I feel a bit guilty in a way <laughs> for doing <laughs> yeah,
0: that. You do, people, you know, like that. That's a I'm good. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's important to get across that that isn't quite what's happening. There's obviously huge benefits to it, right? You can go travelling. You can shoot you you can you can shoot anywhere in the world right now which is pretty mad like you could probably hop on a plane shoot anything capture stuff but it's it's kind of the in between i think that's never truly expressed
1: yeah well, well people don't really understand the the kind of hustle that goes behind securing stuff like that and you know there's months and months of work of like working contacts and having coffees and breakfasts and meetings to get trips like that set up they don't just fall on your lap and you just get jetted out you know, there's like a proper kind of non-office job behind it, but there is like admin behind living a lifestyle like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think one of, the, one of the frustrating terms people use is, oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky to be able to do that. How, I, how we relate any work, whatever it is, whether it's um, writing a book or anything, how, how you can be lucky to get it published. I, I just don't understand it. It's so much work that goes into all of this stuff. Even this yeah. podcast started just purely just to get minds together to talk about remote. Mm-hmm. It's flipping tough. Like, I, I've never done any all day before trying to mix all the stuff, put it together, meet the people, set it up. It's a lot of work and I think loads no. of people take everything yeah, people for granted. It.
1: Like I've had voicemails off you at seven o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, that was true. Actually, <laughs> I do apologise for that one. <laughs> I, I have, I, I, my favourite time is the morning though. I think as yeah, yeah. creatives, I was speaking to, someone who's just done their, their PhD in psychology about, um, and especially the thing that she was, was, was routines. One of the amazing yeah. things that most creatives, they are immensely sharp and on the ball uh, in mornings so if you can get all of your work done in the mornings and afternoon try and arrange as many meetings to then stimulate your mind
1: yeah. otherwise you could yeah.
0: completely drop off it's quite, a, quite a very interesting but
1: no definitely so, it is so yeah, I think a,
0: you're right so you do you stick to super strict routines i try to i think the my my initial experience i think you're one of the first people to come and ask me a question so i'm i'm, I'm mentally under pressure there but <laughs> my my experience was that unless you have a routine, the work quality that you produce will drop immensely, and it's not about quantity. So, again, people in university, sixth form, wherever at school, always think, "Wow, I've got to work so many hours to make X amount of money and have Y lifestyle." Yeah. For me, it's not at all that way. We can only produce a certain amount of work in a period of time, and it's all quality. So, I tend to. You know work very short sharp shifts uh morning as much as i can as early as i can as well and then mm. take breaks as frequently as often um, but I, tr- I pretty much have the routine based down where i work from home for the morning and then uh, pop to a co-working space in the afternoon that that's my routine just to have human contact more than anything yeah definitely how how about you what's your routine
1: well, I find I have a little bit of a dead space about now. So it's like 1.30 in the afternoon now. So from about one thirty till 3, I'm very, I'm so lethargic.
0: <laughs> Just a little bit, a little bit wobbly and sleepy. Maybe. Yeah.
1: So no, I'll wake up in the morning. I'll normally um, ping out a few emails and re- reply to any emails I've had overnight. And um, then I'll go to the gym in the morning, mm-hmm. be back for 11 sort of time, a couple more hours of work, then my lethargic stint. You know, hits in, I have some lunch, yeah. um, a couple more hours of work in the evening, and then yeah, call it a day. Yeah, it's. But it's, I, you know, if I, because I'm working on things that I genuinely love doing, I will, you know, I don't mind taking a five six hour break in the middle of the day to do something, you know, some life admin type stuff, and then jump on it at eight o'clock at night, you know, and stay up till whenever to finish it off. So for example, tonight I'm on a, I'm on a shoot tonight which starts at five. We will end at. 10 or something like that and I've got to edit it for the next day so I'll just be up all night editing today but that's totally fine right like, it's something I really want to do yeah yeah
0: which which is beautiful because flex flexibility I think the 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 most positive thing that comes out of remote work is living a flexible off-peak existence so that is maximizing off-peak travel off-peak memberships off-peak eating drinking whatever it may be and That's having it. the flexibility to do what you want, when you want, as long as you get the work done. Totally. So what's the next plan for you? Any exciting projects coming up?
1: Well, next plan for me is actually, yeah, something I wanted to talk about a bit was, um, so I've recently got involved with this team um, from an Instagram uh, thing, essentially. So there's this large page on Instagram, it's called Create Commune. It's a big, community of creators everyone sharing their work and um something they have something like six million hashtags wow six million posts on their hashtag over the past year or so um they got three hundred thousand followers whatever Anyway, they put out this ad the other day for um they want to put they want to put a team together across the world so mm-hmm. applied very fortunately um secure position on that team which is cool and so the basis of that team thank you man, the basis of that team is like if we have creators stationed all over the world, mm-hmm. we can create work for brands at like a fraction of the cost. Amazing. Through, like a, through a niche network. And it's, just, it's such a smart platform and such a smart way of doing things. I just love how they've gone about it.
0: That is very, very clever. So they, how, well, how long ago were they set up? Well, the page. Yeah, the, the, the page or, or the group. Like oh, the pre-
1: probably pre- going a month now, I'd say. So okay. we've already worked out a couple of, um, couple of client pieces of work, which is cool, cool to work on. They've got some big plans coming up in the year as well. So
0: Fantastic. And so yeah, did, was this started by a solo, like someone just on their own, just like, this would be cool to create a, a community of creatives dotted around the world creating content? Or was it a exactly group? Yeah, yeah. Or how, yeah, is that how it started?
1: That's exactly it, yeah. And it's just because when you look at it from a brand perspective, or a client perspective, they have a problem right now, which is where, you know, they're a, a relatively small brand and they don't have enough money to send an agency around the world to shoot these, these global, um, campaigns. Cause invariably businesses are global now and they're shipping products all over the world. Mm-hmm. But if your ads are all shot in New York, because that's where you're based, it only speaks to Americans or people from cities or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you can send your product 10 of your 10 pieces of your product to every major city in the world and ask them just to go and shoot something for you. You know, it's cost you nothing to do that.
0: Is this the watch that you recently, I yes, saw that you so recently, recently did
1: a um, piece with watches, which is cool. And they, uh, yeah, that went live a couple of days ago, which is, is nice.
0: Cromwell, Cromwell, that's one, yeah, Cromwell, Cromwell watch co. Very, they look like very lovely watches. I've got a, I've got a Garmin to basically check my running. Oh, nice. yeah. The shoot that you did, again, just... How long does that take you to put together? I think people have got to watch it, but how long did that take to put together? Like, shoot and edit.
1: So we, we, uh, we took advantage of, like, a very small weather window, a couple of hours. So we shot in probably two hours. And then I edited it in, I don't know, two hours again. So very quick. It was a very quick job.
0: And you have... I, I think you've got a very unique let's call it genre which is these transitions i love how you <laughs> transition from from is it sh- like scene to scene or shot to shot like what what do they even call that like how
1: well you're a big fan of the uh dynamic like zooms and smooth
0: zoom I oh yeah I think, I think it appeals to my personality this yeah. is energizing
1: no I'm a huge fan yeah I'm a huge huge fan is is something that again this is instagram and youtube have been pushing this out in the past couple of years just the style of video that is being created now a couple of guys who aren't even you know they're not famous by any means they have you know half a million followers sort of thing, but they influence um creators on an astronomical scale just by what they are doing right okay every, every kind of creator that's serious is like following them and seeing what they're doing with their next piece of content and it's this this like circle of creativity that feeds back on itself and some they'll do something and it will um be produced elsewhere and just grow and grow and grow until they come out with something new and then other people feed off that and
0: it's an exciting time right now it really is seriously exciting I love how you're jumping in because it would be very easy to to I guess revolt against this community of Mm creatives by the sounds of it because yeah for me the the hardest thing is just like oh, how how do I connect with all of that or what 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 are they doing that I'm not doing For, for instance you know yeah. And so it's quite nice. If you can have a community, the Definitely. difference it makes must be must be incredible. Even though over the month you've been with this creative community, have you noticed a a shift or an improvement in either communication or quality of work?
1: Well, for sure, because we're you know, we're always talking about these um these client briefs that are coming through and they're always very open because we have such a kind of a unique offering with the globality of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll just chipping in our thoughts and what would work and, you know, shot lists that could work between us all if we were all to shoot the same thing. Yeah. Um, so just working with a huge group like that is, is amazing. If, if you like put it in comparison with, for example, if you were at a production agency and you're sat in an edit suite every day with the same three mm-hmm. guys, you know, you can imagine how like creative, creatively stifling that is and you quickly learn like what people have to offer and what they don't. Um, so yeah just being surrounded by new people every day and you know hearing that they have different cultural influences and yeah it's
0: awesome that's incredible I think the accountability is a nice one too like come on you can get this done all that yeah absolutely that energy must be incredible so what is on the horizon and then, then we'll wrap it up what's on the horizon for where you're gonna where, 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 where content wise is, is things gonna happen in the next 10 years do you think next 10 years next 10 oh, that- years I hate, I hate the question of where do you see yourself in the next three years? I want to know what's happening in 10 years. 10 years. Are you well, going to be in the know. UK? You reckon you'll... Or will the UK even exist? Who knows?
1: God, who knows, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's suddenly got really dark.
0: No, no, no. I, t- I, didn't, I didn't mean that to get dark. <laughs> I apologise. But I'm talking like the, this barriers that are just being blocked, like knocked down basically and yeah. people.
1: Well, I think essentially the, um, the traditional like ad agency model with a traditional production agency model is unsustainable how it is right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, the fact that someone like me can go out and make a living out of working on my own with essentially no real professional expertise Mm -hmm. uh, is a sign of the times and how unsustainable it is. Um, In terms of where content is going to go, I think it's it's inevitably just going to be following influences now and they have so much people power and they speak to a very specific audience. You can Mm -hmm. literally say, okay, we want to market this product at pregnant women and there's an influencer for that. And there's an influencer for everything.
0: I see. I see. Okay. So So if you're wanting to maybe somehow make some spare change on the side, try mm -hmm. and become an influencer.
1: Absolutely. Is that that,
0: that the advice?
1: That's it. Yeah. Figure out your niche and stick to it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I like that. So a niche. So for our listeners, they need to find a niche and create content regularly that's of high quality and engage with the community.
1: And hustle hard.
0: Hustle hard. Okay. Perfect. I think, I think we perfectly wrap it up there. Beautiful. Awesome, man. I really enjoyed that. No, me too. That was great fun. Good stuff. So there you have it. The Fraser James, that is his tag on Instagram at the Fraser James. Definitely check him out. He's done some of the most amazing content from all around the world. And I think that's one of the best things about Fraser. He's very honest about the lifestyle that he leads. He, he realizes the amount of hustle that does go into creating all of this content, all the leads that he managed to generate, the network that he's built around himself. So definitely check him out. And one of the things I'm going to do in, in the footnotes is add a few links to some of the content that he has created, especially socially. So check it out and enjoy <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,